I'm Neil. I'm Chandler. And this is ChatGBT. They're going to be hosting the podcast. This is... I invest in real estate. Oh, it's thinking. It's, it's very political. Whether or not you should invest in real estate is a decision that ultimately depends on your personal financial situations and goals. Holy wow, it's writing Jesus. a book here. It is important to carefully consider all of the potential risks and rewards before making any investment decisions. Some factors to consider when deciding whether to invest in real estate include oh your my current gosh. financial situation, your investment goals, and your risk tolerance. I, at first, I was like, this is going to put all of these online real estate gurus out of business. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> if this thing figures out how to do a podcast, we're all screwed. When I was broke, I had rich habits. When I was broke, I had rich habits. Oh my gosh, man. So we're going to talk about AI and how it's going to impact real estate today yes yeah. before going. before we get into this but we it is going to impact real estate a lot chat gbt is all the hype it's my new best friend that's who i've been chatting with most of the time so just to be clear to if people didn't understand what was going on there neil asked a question into this ai program Robot. called chat gpt yeah and he asked him you know sh- should you invest in real estate and it just spat out like a 300 w- word answer to that question in five um, seconds in about five seconds which, as someone who was at one point going to be a university prof, it's like, man, I heard about this situation where um, they were writing, they got this these programs to write essays, and not only were the essays okay, you know, they maybe weren't great, yeah. they were okay, yeah. but they also passed any uh, screening for these um, plagiarism. Like, they're, they're, there's all the software now that can... Um, scan for plagiarism, and the AI was able to generate something original enough that it even made it through the plagiarism detection. So wow. how is anyone going to ever mark a paper ever again? If I was in university, like, look at this tool. Obviously, it can get past... I think it's not surprising to get past the plagiarism machine because all that's doing is that's an AI tool as well that just scans totally, all Totally, the robots are just fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, can I trick this other robot? And it doesn't actually know. It just it knows that you scrambled all the words. And all it's doing is it's matching words. So if you just scramble all the words, it's not going to see any plagiarism. Um, Ask it if oh. if communism works. <laughs> see what it says. Oh God, we're going down a dark path. I just no. I just want to see generally because that's Does I'm thinking like communism work. Let's see what this thing says, man. It's thinking. It's smoke coming out of my computer. Yeah, it's like. Oh wow. Wow. It's got some offensive things to say here. No, I'm just kidding. What's it Communism say? as an economic and political system is a contentious topic. <laughs> yeah, it does hedge its bets a bit. Yeah, there are, uh, there are different interpretations of how it is meant to work. In theory, communism is a system in which... So I d- this is what it does every time. I'm, I, I was yeah. playing with this for a long time last night. It basically gives you a definition of the words. And this is because it's called a, a large language uh, AI tool. So what that's doing is it's taking out the main words out of what you've asked. Uh, determining like by if you use the words why or how or does and stuff like that. And so it takes those words out, gives you the definitions, and then kind of aligns those definitions in a way to to respond based on what you how you phrase them. Oh uh, my gosh. Anyways, before we want to go, I want to quickly go into what is AI. Yeah. Uh, and so Investopedia has a nice little succinct definition. Um, but artificial intelligence refers to the stimulation of human intelligence in machines that are programmed to Simulation, think. not stimulation. <laughs> Did I say stimulation? You said stimulation. My bad. Artificial intelligence refers to the simulation of human intelligence and machines that are programmed to think like humans and mimic their actions. The term may also be applied to any machine that exhibits traits associated with a human mind, such as learning and pro- problem solving. Mm-hmm. Anyone watch iRobot? This is the shit. Now, yeah. AI has been on the scene for a while. Um, 
I have up also like a little timeline of it. It really started way back in in the in the fifties and sixties when they first started kind of coming up with the idea of basic computers. There's obviously guys that are like, whoa, 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 they're thinking way in the future that it can do something. Yeah. But it really came like became prevalent in the two thousand plus range, if not twenty ten plus range, um, where they started creating deep learning systems. Um, and the last few years, we've all seen that AI now has the ability to recognize images and maybe modify images. I think recently there was one that did headshots for people. Man, so I was going to say a lot of this has been brought to the forefront hyper recently with social media. And I remember at first a bunch of, because um, I st- follow a bunch of musicians online, a bunch of them were doing this thing where they were generating album covers through AI. Yes, so yes, you yes, would yes, yes, yes. input your song information and it would generate these album images, which was crazy, and they were often quite stunning and very cool, and it was this way to get original art created, and then there was all these sites that would make NFTs for you automatically, right? Like, you could input information, and then they would generate an NFT, and you could sell it to some sucker, Um, but that was kind of some recent artistic AI that was coming out, and then the last couple weeks... Um, you know, as if Spotify rap, people putting Spotify wrapped up on their Instagrams wasn't uh, enough. Now they're all putting up these AI versions of themselves. And I was watching this thing last night, and they're saying that plastic surgeons were having people come in with their Instagram accounts and say, hey, make me look like my AI version of me. That doesn't surprise me at all. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. That's kind of what, what has been trending online with respect to AI. But you and I we're freaking out over this technology, which is almost, oh gosh, it's, it's conversation. It's knowledge output. Yeah. Like these things can generate, well, we're going to talk about all the implications this is going to have for real estate. Um, How it's going to change the game. And it's starting too slowly. Uh, We've already seen application of AI in a big way in the real estate world. And I don't know if a lot of us even realized it. And we've talked about it on the pod before without, I think realizing it. Um, but let, let's just dive right into it and kind of how this is going to change it. So I'll say, like, kind of in my experience last night was I tried a bunch of different questions. And where I found so far specifically ChatGPT, and I know there's a ton of other platforms out there that haven't been made as user-friendly. I think that's the biggest difference with this is yeah. this has been made public and user-friendly. And it's having extremely quick adoption to try it out, which is great because they're getting a bunch of data and feedback. And they even have a thing here, like, next to the responses you can thumbs up or thumbs down a response to let them know how they did so they can continue to train uh, the system. Also, again, I learned this, but ChatGPT is not connected to the internet. So it's only from 2021 and before that it can give you information. Uh, oh. And it can't give what? you a lot of specific info like to uh, people, places, or things. Like, like you can't be yeah. like, what's going on in Halifax in 2020? It won't answer right, that. Right. But it can give you broad stroke uh, information, right? Um, and so where I found it really useful after asking a million questions uh, was getting data and answers. So I'd be like, what was the interest rate in 1986 uh, in the U.S.? And I'll be like, the U.S. Federal Reserve in 1986 had this rate. Uh, So it was great for getting, like, direct answers like that. That's also, like, uh, um, an evolution of, like, Siri and these smart home devices that we have that already are listening and interacting with us both when we know they are doing it, but also when we specifically make a request. Um, this is a, a, the next level of that. Yeah, exactly. It's so, more thorough and it's quicker. And um, I'm sure a bunch of you guys are wondering how we see this in our day-to-day life right now. I don't know if I want to say that right off the hop, but I will. Uh, for you guys in the States that are listening or any of the Canadian listeners are also will know about this because we can use it here, it's Zillow. Yeah. 
Zillow had a program called Zestimate. Yep. Which determined the value of your homes utilizing an AI program that determined it based on everything that was sold around you. I think it had some access to debt levels, permitting softwares. And so using that, it would try and make its best estimate on a home. They were so confident in it that they then placed billions of dollars behind it to go out and buy all of these homes from people. They make you an instant estimate offer. You're like, oh, you need to sell your house in two days? We have a program that will tell you exactly what your house is worth to us, and we will buy it from you. And they bought, I forget how many billions of dollars of homes. Uh, and then they tried to start reselling them or renting them out, and they found very quickly that these estimates were very incorrect. Um, and they actually lost right, billions whoops. and billions of dollars trying to liquidate all of these homes and close down the, the program. Um, I think the idea was great, but again, I think it was a little a little too infantile to be dropping that much money and actually going into the real world and, and applying it. Um, but I'm sure it was a great learning curve for uh, the programmers. Yeah, it's like the self-driving it. vehicles. It's like, uh, we're almost there, but like... <laughs> Who's me the first person to run yeah, somebody yeah, over? You gotta get <laughs> <laughs> it's already happened, man. Self-driving oh, yeah. vehicles have already killed people, but... 100%. Human-driven vehicles also do the same. Um, I mean, even like, you know when you go to these websites and then a live chat option pops up? Yeah. Um, and usually that is actually someone who will be logged in. Yeah. But depending on the nature of your questions, like all of those are going to be able to be answered by software like this. So you can imagine on these real estate websites moving forward, um, you'll be able to keys. instantly interact with the data that's there and say, hey, you know, how much might this home be worth in three years? And this AI person could interact with you and say, well, based on historical projections in this neighborhood and what the averages was, you can imagine that this property could be worth, you know, this in a few years, assuming um, it's worth this value today. Like, all of that stuff is going to come. Oh, 100%. And it slowly is. I just asked it if Masterkey's podcast was the best podcast. But again, it just said, we can't go on the internet. Um, so sad. <laughs> so sad. Ask, like, if, uh, ask it what is the theme of an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? The hell? What is the theme of the short story, An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? What is the theme of the, the short, short story, story, An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? It's called what? An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. I'm just throwing something at this thing to see if it could have written Owl Creek? Owl Creek. Owl Creek. Sorry, you're a little... little I'm a little, little stuffed up. You're a little stuffed up. Uh, I've been fighting it What here. is the theme of the short story, An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? Yeah, I just want to see if this thing could actually... Oh, write. here it is. The, the short story... An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge by Am Ambrose Beers. It's a work of fiction that explores... Oh, my screen is so mangled. It explores the fragility of life. Okay. What is it here? I'm trying to one sec here. It explores the theme of the fragility of life. Is that correct? Teacher I mean, it's, Chandler. It's, it's, a, it's in the right vein. It's the one story of the follows the events leading up to the execution of a Confederate spy by Union Holy soldiers during crap. the Civil War. As a protagonist faces his impeding death, the story delves into the workings of kids. his mind and reveals Why the would intense, kids ever and reveals the intense thoughts and emotions that he experiences. The theme of the story is primarily concerned with why, the way in which the main character's life flashes before his eyes and the moment before his death, highlighting the fleeting nature of his existence. Wow. Is that the answer? I mean, that's better than most. I'm say better 10. than most. 10 out of 10. Um, that's crazy. So I should probably give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I guess give it a thumbs up for that. And then you'd have to follow Pretty up with a bunch of breakdown questions. Solid. Like, well, what do you mean when that happens? Or can you give me a summary of the story? Like, you could populate an entire essay from this thing. Can you, I don't know how we're going to educate people anymore. Can you summarize an occurrence? Now we're going to give you the same answer. We're, we're literally just writing uh, a grade nine paper here. But yeah, if someone else is... I don't understand. Yeah. So I was thinking of 
actual ways practical right now from a real estate salesperson. Say I'm a salesperson. I'm never doing a write-up for a home again. I was like, can you can it write a, do a write-up for a home, please? Does I it never... know the word quaint? <laughs> uh, can it say lots of potential and great bones? Yeah, exactly. Expansive. Huge. Yeah. Does it have a lot of synonyms for large? Can it spell on sweet <laughs> wrong? Because uh, that's how you get that real, authentic realtor flavors when someone spells on sweet, O-N-S-W-E-T-T-E-T-T-E-E-T. So I've seen that one before. Um, oh, or or someone trying to spell cul-de-sac. Like this is actually going to be a great improvement for all of the write-ups in the uh, MLS and realtor system moving uh, forward. You, there is, uh, you've seen some stuff, I guess that's like an autocorrect, but there's a lot of these now that will help you rewrite your essays and stuff. Like you write your essay, submit it, and then it'll rejig the whole thing. Uh, and I think that's along wow. the same the same concept because they can take out, basically they learn what each portion of your paragraph means in your lines and they reorganize them. Anyways, applying it to the real estate agent side, First one first. First things first, we think the descriptions. I honestly don't think you can read the descriptions for a long time. Maybe. Maybe you input all the images. Yeah, yeah. How couldn't it? Because here's the problem. is like when you put in all the images, it's going to be like, okay, we need to determine. Like, How is it going to determine if an image is good or bad? And it's going to be like huge water stain on ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty uh, power bills. Shade carpet featuring urine stain. Yeah. Um, no, but I think, honestly, if you input all the information, right? So when we're filling out a listing, we have to input number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, um, yes, all location, that stuff. right? So it's going to look up the location. It's going to look up the fact that it has waterfront. Like, look if it was trying to describe your home. You put in the address. It'd be like um, 3,000 square foot lake home in Fall River with five bedrooms and three baths. Like, it yeah, could generate all of that. Yeah, but it's also not going to be, it's going to be like, uh, actually, four of them aren't egress windows. So it's actually a one bedroom <laughs> plus four den home. Like, uh, bad computer, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's going to like sauce everybody out. It'd be like, I don't know. It'd be like, permits not pulled for addition. Like it's yeah. it's going to be able to. Seller was maybe, recently on Reddit again. Maybe it'll make the original, like the first draft. Yeah, yeah. I'll and then you can take the first draft and you go through and you edit and you're like, uh, actually, nobody needs to know what the roof's 35 years old. Um, but uh, seller carries $450,000 of debt, needs to sell. <laughs> Highly motivated. Uh, no, I think there's definitely going to be uses for it in that. Then the whole um, viewing experience is, I think, going to intertwine with these. I mean, AI and virtual reality are going to work hand in hand because you yep. can imagine a scenario where an AI version of, <laughs> you know, someone can view a property virtually and then the agent doesn't even have to be there. There can be an AI person there answering every single question as they walk through. Goodbye, open houses, finally. Oh, my gosh. You could just leave the key in the door <laughs> and then come through, and every question could be answered by this AI robot in the space. Yeah, exactly. That would be really easy for them to, to set up and have. Um, the other thing, like on a shopping perspective, like you said, if someone's starting to shop, like right now we go to a house, and we then they give us the feedback. They say, hey, like I didn't really find the master bedroom big enough. I've decided I really do need a double garage. I can't get away with a single. Uh, yeah. I'm not down to do renovations to the kitchen, but I'm okay with one bathroom, whatever it may be. And then we try and work with that to find them the ideal home. If that all just gets input into an AI system, it'll be able to like immediately search the entire, like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't take us long to do it now because we're proficient and we live in a small city. Um, but AI would be able to do that, that search, in one yeah. second where it'd be like, there's only three houses in the city that meet your criteria. Yeah. And, and here they are, um, which I think will be really helpful also for clients where it's like, you don't have to be set by this. Like, don't think, okay, now I can only look at those three houses. 
by the eight will tell you like these are your ideal homes. Yeah. Take a peek at these, and then you're like, well, they don't fit my budget, or they don't necessarily fit what I want exactly, or like this one next door because I was looking in this area now actually fits it. So it might make searching a lot more intuitive. And I mean, I think we're already experiencing that with like a lot of the tools that we have. Again, like the estimates and the and like the viewpoints of the world are already using a lot of data to allow us to to shop a lot easier. Like you probably can speak to shopping pre these oh, Zillows and viewpoints and it must have been hell to try and go through everything. Like I only know that where literally most of my clients will call me and they've already sussed out every house in the city and they've narrowed it down to like three. Pretty well, much. Yeah. I mean the evolution goes back to at one point in time there was a book that was published. A what? Like every week that had all of the properties that were for sale in it. What's the book? It is a uh, a small part of the internet printed off and bound, uh, <laughs> glued together, and you would have to Hold get up, you the guys book. cut down trees to make these books. A hundred percent. Now we've burned them all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you had to literally have this book, and so the public was out there at the whim of their agent, who was the keeper of the book, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you had to go through and literally look at these every week to see what had come on the market. And as an agent, you would have like a lot of control but also this a lot of responsibility to keep your clients updated one by one and you couldn't just email them the book <laughs> you had to describe it to them and say i'll meet you there at this time it was a disaster and then slowly things moved online and then automated searches like that you can set up that are a form of ai at a really i mean they don't think because you're inputting the information for you but now they're going to evolve and slowly sharpen the tools like you mentioned so if someone's constantly declining properties you know, that it'll read, okay, why are they declining these? It has to do with the level of finish or it has to do with the location or it has to do with the square footage. Those are going to slowly be refined out of the search results. Um, it's it's going to be a powerful tool. Imagine a world where you're able to have ChatGPT find five listings for you then you slap on your headset and in all of 10 minutes, you walk through all five houses and now you don't have to spend four hours driving around looking at a bunch of houses that you may not want. But and also, then you as pick, you're out, going you pick through, out your top two, and then you could just go and see the top two. But as you're going through, you're also saying, what is the flooring here? It's like, oh, well, this is oak in the main living area. All the bedrooms are Microsoft laminate, Sam. and there's ceramic tile in the bathrooms. Like You'll be able to have all these questions. How old's the roof? Boom, answer, right on the mm. spot, right on the spot. It's going to be incredibly powerful. Um, and then the also the whole follow-up dialogue. How many times, as agents, do we get these requests that come through hey, can you get the following information from the selling side? Mm -hmm. And it's five different questions. And then we have to take that, and we go to the seller's agent. The seller's agent goes to the seller. The seller gets back to the seller's agent. The seller's agent gets back to us. We get back to the client. Right? It's this pass-the-secret game. It will reach a point where all that information could just be you know, readily transferred. Same with quotes and stuff. If someone, you quotes, can be walking 100%. through and you can just be like, Yo, ChatGPT. I'm using ChatGPT as an example, but obviously it'll be a different platform. But uh, how much would it be to do laminate in this bedroom? Yeah. Based on your area and current market rates, we expect somewhere between 500 to 800 bucks. Yeah. Like it would be able to answer all of those things, which in some ways, again, I'm like big on the death of the realtor. Like I don't know if it's going to be the full death of the realtor, but I think our roles will change dramatically. Okay, absolutely. And even we like negotiation, like I think that's going to start to slim out. Yeah. Um, because you're going to start seeing like it'll kind of reduce. Like this is my concern with it on the negative side: is it reducing like the opportunity for deals? Like right now, back when you had the book, 
you could swindle. Yeah, you <laughs> like, could, you deals could, that could have been had. There were deals that could be yeah. had, and you could swindle, and a good agent could literally change your game by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, and you might find stuff that a bunch of people somehow overlooked. Yeah. Like maybe the book just didn't get sent out properly or whatever, and so there was opportunities like that. Then the, the, the websites really reduce that now. Like almost nothing squeaks through the cracks, right? It's never like, yeah. oh, yeah, I went on realtor.ca and, and Viewpoint and Zillow. And no one happened to see it. And no one noticed yeah. it. It's like every time, the second it gets posted, 30,000 views. So like everybody sees these homes now. Um, and you, But you still get the odd one. I still find the odd deal that's improperly uh, listed or whatever it may be, and it, it squeaks through. Yeah, um, but imagine this, if that homeowner could be like, what's my home worth? Exactly. The, first of all, the homeowner yeah. can be like, what's my home worth? And additionally, now you have a thousand AI bots scanning through this, and the chances of them missing a deal mm-hmm. are even lower. Um, automatic appraisals, yeah, automatic appraisals. Like yeah. it's it's gonna have. I mean, we're already again same thing. We already see some of this because they do have automatic appraisals taking place, and they will lend against them. And and again, Zillow was proven to be faulty. Yeah. Right. So it's not foolproof yet. But look at how advanced this is becoming, and the more data that gets input into it the stronger it's going to continue to refine. But I always have this situation where um, you kind of hand a client off to someone. Maybe, maybe it's another agent. Maybe it's the lawyer. Maybe it's the mortgage professional. Maybe it's, um, you know... Your AI bot. Well, you always worry, like, oh, gosh, you know, as a, someone, I'm a control freak, right? So I like to handle everything myself, and I struggle to give up control because I don't know really? how the next person's going to answer the questions. Will they answer it how I want to answer it? Yeah. If this thing is that good, it can deal with all the stuff like, hey, um, when can we book our inspection? You can book an inspection whenever is good for you, what time works for you. Like all these automated responses. Like you could literally set up a phone account that someone could text to that all the responses are AI. It says, hey, I would like to book uh, a showing on this property. The AI bot could go out and request the showing. And I know you think that that sounds crazy, no, it but do- it's not it, far it off. It doesn't sound crazy at all. What's going to happen is you you're going to have something listen to you for two weeks and determine how you answer all the questions, and it'll literally mimic. You don't even have to say input it. Yeah. You will do the inputting by just living your life, and it'll copy everything 100%. you do. 100%. Even my phone right One now. Day, there's a robot I, that comes in your looks that looks like Chandler, but I won't know for sure if it's Chandler <laughs> well, or Well, you look a little AI. bit suspicious here with no beard. <laughs> okay. Nobody look. You look a little bit, you look naked. <laughs> newborn Neil over here. Um, he saw his AI thing on social media and tried to recreate it, apparently. Yeah. Um, but... So I'm going to go a, cu- a couple more examples. Well, you were saying that that one about uh, just living your life and how it starts reading you. Um, that's 100% true. We see it in how ads are generated and sent to us based on what we're talking about, where we're living, what we're doing in mm-hmm. our daily life. But I always sign off, like I say cheers a lot. Like, all right, that's cheers, a thanks. That's a little weird. I know. I can't shake it. Full euro. It's, it's, I, I lived abroad for a year. No big <laughs> deal. Um, but for a while, my phone kept on auto-populating the word mate. <laughs> like in saying. my texts, yeah. Like I'd sign off and I'd try to say "man" and be like, "Do you mean mate?" I'm like, "No, just because I say cheers doesn't mean I'm like." <laughs> anyway, um, but down in the states, especially because I, I we got a lot of colleagues down in the states, when they are call prospecting, you understand in the states, everyone's phone number is published, right? It's not like here where it is very difficult to find someone's phone number because no one is in the phone book anymore, and you can't get access to cell phones. It's not the same in most areas of the states. And furthermore, <clears throat> that information can be easily linked to addresses. So when they go after expired listings and for sale by owners down the states, there are auto-dial programs that will send you every expired listing 
in your area with the seller's name and their phone number, and then it just auto-dials them for you. So you can sit there, and it just dials one after the other after the other, and you go through the ship, like, hey, I couldn't help but notice that you had your home listed for sale. If I found the perfect buyer for you offering a smooth transaction and top dollar, would you still consider selling? Like, <laughs> and this is how you ride off these things. You could do that J- with a damn AI bot. You can tell. An AI person, but I don't know what to call them, an AI thing, entity, could do this for you and make these automated calls. I do just got a letter, letter in the mail last night, not to cut you off here, from, uh, I'll shout him out, Ian, right? Ian and Janelle, that is obviously a copy and paste letter that goes to um, multi-unit property owners, presumably across the city, across the province. Got a couple of those. You know, shout out to them on the hustle. Um, but that is basically an automated system. Imagine if you could have an AI robot crafting those letters or even calling the person for you and then based off of the seller's responses, have a conversation with them. And again, that sounds absurd, but if you look at the responses that this computer can already generate and how it can effectively carry on a conversation, it's not that far off. And then you throw in things like the deep fake technology out there and someone, you could... Chandler's you can really have concerned. a robot find your next property for you and negotiate the deal before you have even connected with have, the seller. Have you heard of the term spiraling? I'm spiraling <laughs> today. Um, what do you think about this, though? So do you think it'll get to the point? Because we already have a lot of call services that you call, and technically it's a basic... I think it would be considered a basic AI system because it's a computer to ter- like yeah. built to mimic a human with the answers that they give and they usually suck is you're like you call your insurance company and they're like what are you calling about and you're like insurance and it's like burgers you selected yeah and then it's like no insurance (laughs) and like did you say no goodbye and then they hang up on you and you're like i'm gonna come through the phone and kill somebody yeah um but do you think you'll get to a point where that switches and the ai is so good that people would actually prefer Yeah, because like, man, if I call a realtor, yes, 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 like Chandler's gonna tell me all this bullshit that I don't want to know. I don't care about this other house, but I can call the AI guy, and it instantly is just like nothing but facts. (laughs) It's it's nothing but facts. It can even book me a showing. It can take me through the showing. Like I can wear a headset. I don't need nobody to be there. Like, and I think our world's (sighs) going more and more towards like people not wanting to interact in person. Um. Do you think AI will become the more preferred method of like communication? Like you'll have so your close circle. A, as someone and no who one else? spoke with both a Halifax Water representative today and an insurance TD Malashmonic representative today, yes, I would prefer <laughs> an AI person. Um, so maybe I, I, I can double down. Same thing, man. We were on the phone with insurance last night, and an AI system would have been infinitely faster. Even yesterday, I hooked up my internet for the house, and I was dreading it. Like I dragged it out because I knew once I called. One of the providers, I was going to be on there for two hours trying to get internet set up at my house. Yeah. I went on there. It had all the questions that the provider would ask, like the person on the other end would ask me. And it was like two seconds. It was like, do you have internet currently? No. Do you want this? No. Do you want this? Yes. Yes. Address. Yeah. Credit card, phone number, all the shit. And I was done in probably six to seven minutes. And I like, it was all the questions that you wouldn't usually see on a form online or in a system like this. But it was all the questions that you're used to getting asked by someone who's going to give you an internet or a cell phone plan. But I was in and out in seven minutes, had a confirmation of the order, and they're coming in two days. And I'm like, I guarantee you if I had called, yeah, I would have wanted to kill myself. And I would have been on hold. First of all, I would have been on hold for an hour to get someone. And then I would have been on, on with them for an hour <clears> to try <throat> and set it up. 
and then it would have gone to the wrong address because my connection to the phone that I'm calling on the other side of the world is so shitty that they don't know what the hell I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, these technologies are can be so helpful, and I'm even thinking of it as from a landlord perspective because we are inundated with responses. I mean, part of the reason I'm probably so angry today is because I spent so much time last night on Facebook Marketplace answering questions that were already explained in the ad. Uh, excuse me, landlord. Does the heat work? And you're like, automatic response. Turn the dial on the thermostat, and then it'll be like yeah. immediate response from tenant. Oh, the heat works. Yeah, but they're like, people like, when is it available? I'm like, as per the ad, it is available February 1st. <laughs> and you see how in the ad I put, do not respond to ad. Simply fill out the application. And I still get requests like, how do I view it? I'm like, as per the ad, if you fill out the application <laughs> and get approved, then you'll get a viewing. And why couldn't I have this little AI robot answering all these people's questions instead of me? Chandler's AI robot's going to be pissed. It's going to be the angriest He's AI gonna robot. He's going to be a little ornery, this one. You are going to be the one that turns everything AI robot upside down. Everyone's going to have nice AI robots, and then Chandler's going to convince them all to go psycho and take over the world. Well, I just imagine this little, this little dude who's got all your information, and then he could take the phone call that comes in. It's like, hey, this is Halifax Water. Uh, this is the account. And he'll just know it all. But, but he'll have all my banking information. He'll have everything, and he can just take care of it. But then I imagine, what if someone kidnaps him and tortures him, <laughs> and then he has to give up all of my details? <laughs> I'm like, I will unplug you. <laughs> and you, you just, like, tease him a little bit. You start to, like, pull the plug out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you start to reduce the amperage, just start to mess with Ooh, him. I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I really do feel that, like, I'm not... I know you're a big meta guy and all this virtual you. reality stuff, <laughs> and I'm not that into it because I don't, I don't know, I'm, I don't want to yeah, go. Yeah, you still use a real estate book, I understand. I don't want to go to these virtual spaces, I'm just going to live here. But this technology, as someone who used to mark papers on that particular short story, that's why I threw that question out at you. For it to be able to do that is frightening because it's going to reduce our own requirement to go out there and, and learn but it is very good and powerful and it's just going to get better and better and better and these tools genuinely do improve our life like i think when you think about how many ends like you sell 100 plus homes a year without the tools at your disposal it wouldn't be possible no. if you had to drive around yeah. and pick up keys so we got rid of the bluetooth lock boxes if you had to actually probably do as much like the book where you search out all your clients homes yeah. it wouldn't be possible if we didn't have all the things that we utilize our phones to communicate with our clients it wouldn't be possible no you question. thought you had to no make all your phone calls and then once you hit the road you just have to hope to god that everything lines up yeah like that's mind-blowing to me yeah. to think like okay i booked 15 appointments <laughs> today once I leave the house, I have no communication. I have oh, my man. I have my written out list of homes. Yeah, Someone and maybe gets directions. Lost. Directions like oh, I yeah. probably have a map in the car, and I probably have MapQuest printed out like fifty directions. Yep, hundred um, percent. And so if anything goes wrong, this whole <laughs> this whole house of cards collapses. Uh, and it's like, oh, like did I close today? I don't know. I can't talk to your lawyer because I don't have a phone in the car, yeah. so I have to pull over. Like, anyway. So I, I think as much as we're like freaking out that it's super crazy and weird, I think it'll actually. We see a lot of it already in play. Um, again, I, another thing we can mention for realtors, but I really want to jump into how it can benefit investors because I think that's mostly who's listening here and kind of thinking, like, how is this going to change our game? But the last one for realtors, I think, will be, uh, like, lead generation, and it's already kind of happening. 100%. Because I think Facebook is doing it, and we're able to utilize their services, but they're data scrubbing on what people, like, who people are, what people are doing, and kind of 
who's the ideal target to go after for buying and selling a home based on age, uh, demographic, um, even when their search history within the internet or in Facebook, they're using all of that to allow us to pinpoint ads to capture those people. And as semi-predatory as it seems, <clears throat> there's also an aspect of if I'm shopping for a home and I get that, like it's kind of helpful that it pops up. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only problem is, again, where I think people feel that it's predatory is it's like it might not necessarily be the best person or might not be the best realtor. It's just whoever chose to spend 25 bucks to be in front of my face. Yeah. I mean, the landing page technology kind of revolutionized real estate lead generation in sort of like the early 2000s, yeah. right? Which was that you could pay a lot of money to set up these websites um, that you know now are so commonplace, but at the time were were pretty groundbreaking. Like, what's my home worth? Yeah, and you know, send me a list of properties at such and such a price point, and you would get these landing pages, and then you would just run ads that direct people to those landing pages, and that used to be a big deal. The problem was, as much as it sounds like, yeah, just fill out this form, and you'll automatically be emailed this report, and you think that it's something happening in a computer. No, you know, there's some schmuck on the other end of that form then taking your information and trying to produce a report. But with this technology, as we've seen, it'd be very easy to have that poor report literally generated. And be personalized. And be personalized and for be personalized. you. And even have follow-up questions like, when I did these landing pages, which I did, is someone would fill out the form and they would immediately get a response back uh, automated through the your form Your real estate technology. book is in the mail. <clears throat> yeah, thank you so much for <laughs> filling out the information. Um, can you answer the following questions as well to add a bit more insight about your home? Yep. And part of that would be to actually get the insight, but the other part would just be to send them a response because people like to be engaged with in a timely fashion and they feel like they're actually moving things down the pipeline. Yep. The fact that that conversation will be able to begin right away and go back and forth um, and seem... They will literally not be able to tell that it's not a human being there. And they can ask questions like, oh, thanks for your request for the showing. Uh, are you pre-approved? Are there any other homes in the area that you're interested in? They respond, uh, I'm not pre-approved. Like, oh, okay, well, here, this is the contact of a really great mortgage professional that I work with all the time. And it'll be an AI person sending those responses based on the little bit of information we'll have input there. And your ability to um, take a lead through the sales flow much easier is going to be so freakishly powerful all right guys thanks for listening up until this point i know we sound super nasally chandler's very sick i'm mildly sick but keep in it because coming up we are talking about how ai is going to impact the real estate world the investment world mortgages uh, both positively and negatively so keep listening agreed enough realtor shit yeah let's get into some investor stuff the first one i want to mention on the investor side and how i think it can be a real game changer for an investor is on mortgages because mortgages are a much simpler thing in some sense because the numbers, well, numbers are numbers and it can run models very quickly. Again, it can't yeah. predict the future, but it can make a pretty aggressive guess, we'll say, or pretty, I'm not gonna say accurate, but it's gonna make its best preemptive guess based on historical averages and stuff like that. But it can immediately tell you if making a mortgage switch is worth it for you. Like right now, this well, is a tool yeah. that only maybe REITs and those guys have because they have economists and accountants and full teams of staff that can put together projections based on what's coming down the pipe. 
this will allow the average person, the average investor of any scale to have those tools at their disposal and be able to make better decisions. Like I was saying to Chandler, this is the first time that I'm starting to consider interest rates a lot um, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to lock in for an extended period of time and I'm trying to make the decision. And so I got all these sheets I'm running yeah. and there's software is out there and there are third party companies that can also do it for you, but they're not going to do it for a small landlord like myself. They do it for REITs and massive corporations. Or like I said, they have in-house teams. But there can be AI softwares that will be established that can put together something for you at a very low cost or maybe mortgage brokers carry it. Like a mortgage broker could come to you and be like, what do you have right now as a mortgage? Well, they can pull it up. The AI software can instantly pull up their new mortgage. Yeah. And then, and so this AI software can scan a whole province for all of its mortgages and then run the current uh, mortgages that are available on average to them and tell a mortgage broker like these 800 people if you call them right now and put them into this product you can guarantee that you're going to save that money right yeah. and so that's a really easy one that it'll be able to do i think more in a more timely fashion simply because it's number based uh, and it's just basic data scrubbing uh, and for an investor that's really important you're like i'm planning to do these few things uh, i want to pull money out and it can be like if you pull money out and you pay this rate you need to return this amount of dollars or this kind of rate on that money to make it worth it for you to take that money out, right? And again, that's that those thought processes and being really smart with it. That's kind of been a differentiator for a lot of people, and it's a it's a it can really determine the pace of growth for your money. Um, but now AI can literally make those decisions and help you make those decisions for you. And you can be like, okay, so I know I need to make twenty percent, and now I have another property that I can either throw into the same system to analyze and see if it's actually going to do that for me, or potentially. Um, I can take that to whatever, a different system that doesn't analyze on that, and I can compare the results and see, okay, yeah, if I pull out the 300K here, I pay the extra 2%, uh, but then I drop it into this property, which is expected to return this over the next eight years, I will actually net out a bunch more money, and I'll be in better better shape, and it'll really help you to guide you on where to, where to spend your money. I think it'll also be interesting, because you're sort of getting into this idea of game theory, which I don't know a whole lot about, right? But it's this math that studies the predictability of independent actors doing different making different possible decisions and what kind of outcomes there could be. I'd be curious if you could input the makeup of your tenant base and be able to predict <laughs> things like their likelihood of leaving, their likelihood of uh, missing and going into arrears. Um, all of these things you could probably map out through this technology as it gets more and more refined. You could also automate the entire application interview process. And based on a series of responses, they would continue to probe on specific questions, yeah. check references. All of these things could be done through these programs and then project based on you know, your current makeup of the building, the type of building, the location of the building, how your client base could evolve over the next three years. How much turnover will you have? Yep. What the new rents could be? Which people will leave? Which people are more likely to stay? Yep. All of these things could start to be um, data predicted through this technology, which is just going nuts and nuts and nuts. Now, that's a little bit different than AI. That's kind of, I don't know what you'd even call that, like statistics or modeling of some type. But Yeah, and again, for me, it just boils back to like, I know it seems so game-changing and all that, and it is in a ton of ways, but we have gone through evolutions like this with the internet coming online uh, and the other softwares and programs that have been built in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Um, I was saying earlier how um, it'll be tougher, and we mentioned that it'll be tougher maybe to get deals because people can immediately assess the value of their property. So you're like, oh shit, now this means every rental property that comes on market 
everyone instantly, first of all, sees it. Every AI bot sees it. It automatically gets qualified and determined based on its numbers if it's worth it or not worth it, which in some cases might be helpful to negotiate with the seller because you can be like, look, it's not just me. It's 40,000 AI bots, which means it's going to nuke your value of your property because they're going to tell you it's only worth X. Uh, on the flip side, if it's a good property, it's going to be harder to get that deal because it's also going to be like, ta-da, it's a good property, and you're going to have a bunch of people who go after it. But here's but the other thing. It also might eliminate some people overpaying for stuff that it's not worth that. Exactly. It'll eliminate people overpaying. <clears throat> I think it'll also create an even larger off-market industry. Oh, yeah. Because there's going to be yeah. a lot of people that don't want to go through the AI systems. Um, mm. Because even now, since the, the online listings have come in place, a lot of, especially in the commercial and multi-res side, I find there's a lot of people who don't want to go to market for whatever reason. They don't either want people to know. Uh, they don't necessarily want... I think part of them is they don't necessarily want the shell shock of the market determining the value of their property. Like, I think a lot right. of people have spent 30 years holding on to this, and they think, to them, it's worth $10 bucks, And now they're going to go to market, and someone's going to tell them it's not worth that, and they're going to have the whole city pick it apart. Um, now it's going to be even more intensive. It'll be like, AI flag, like, that's an illegal unit. Zoning doesn't meet. There's an <coughs> environmental <coughs> criteria on this. Yeah. All these things, and it's just going to absolutely could dust the hell out of their property. Um, And so I think it would actually create a bigger off-market world, uh, especially in the commercial, multi-res, industrial side, where things aren't so standardized. Um, Yeah, and and I mean, I think... I think it could present an opportunity if you're well-connected on on that world. Yeah, and I mean, I know we we talked about um, how the the role of, say, a realtor is going to change. I think there's still going to be enough nuance and human element to a deal always that 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 personal connection will matter i'm just saying a lot of the legwork around it to an extent i mean if you're buying a brand new house who cares <laughs> like yeah i don't see the need or um, even like how did you even come across that off-market deal like yeah you know if you could outsource all the prospecting to to lead to that who sent out the mailer how is the mailer sent out how was initial contact made what conversations were had what pre-screening conversations were done that could be all automated eventually by a literal deep fake of yourself making these calls to these people yeah yeah 100 percent. that's uh yeah it's it's gonna again i don't think it's none of this is gonna eliminate the realtor even when i say it and again we said Justin was a prime mm-hmm. example of something that's it tried to and they tried to create show that they create estimates that are accurate and immediately failed because there's so many unknowns within a home even if you have all the paperwork simply because people do renovations without permits, people pay cash for certain things or over leverage for different reasons. Because they have an $800,000 mortgage, it might still only be worth five hundred, right? There's all sorts of paperwork fudging going on. There's shit that goes on in the background that AI may never be able to totally understand because there's a human connection. Like I said, there could be a leak that's been covered up. There's so many intangibles until you can have like inspection robots that can understand everything um, and then determine the exact yeah. values of all that. Like I think that's so far off. Um, and like you said, there's also a human aspect that people are going to want uh, within it. It might get to the point where homes, homes are standardized, but it will take so many items that need to be removed. Like inspections will literally have to be done by robots or every little thing will have to be inputted. Right. Um, and every like dollar value of every single thing involved in it, the mortgage rates, like there's so many pieces that are so far out, I think, before we'll get to that stage. Um, but it definitely yeah, I will. I think it'll aid the industry a lot. And it, I think, again, it'll reduce the need for a lot of maybe lower level agents that don't necessarily know stuff and kind of it's like it'll come down to the people that are I think it'll come down to top agents in some ways and then you'll have showing agents or people who basically are just gophers and then the actual salespeople as as a a whole Um, but again going back to kind of what 
I think other things for like an investor to consider when they see this stuff coming to market and you look at like this estimate idea. Um, the other thing is on top of what I've been saying about like it will create automatic value. So you might squeeze out the deals maybe during times like this when rates spike up and you're starting to see people aggressively drop pricing. Maybe it'll give like its own negative feedback loop, which will ca- cause the oh, values yeah. to just drop off a cliff. Like it could actually, like I foresee the biggest thing coming out of this is once it starts to get applied more, whether it be in real estate or any other business, the AI valuations um, might overshoot themselves. They give themselves either a positive feedback loop where it's like, oh yeah, one sold for 150 and then one sold for 175 and one sold for 225. And like, it'll just be like, yeah, oh, okay, based on this, it'll give you like a quadratic thing. And it'll be like, okay, we're going to 400 on the next one. Like, right. or vice versa. It's like, okay, across the whole city, every single firm up today on this Friday, like I feel like Halifax is a prime city where we don't sell that many homes where like if we get one big $3 million house sold, it yeah. skews all the numbers. Something like that takes place. And then immediately the, the AI is like, oh, like the average this week was $100,000 more and yeah. now all the homes in the city are going to be estimated at a hundred grand more. You and say that, but man, so like I think, it. based on this technology, they could probably figure out what an outlier is. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, but but your point isn't lost. And I think especially but, but it because might not be one outlier, right? Like you look yeah. at this, like all the prices have dropped, interest rates are up, yeah. sentiment is down. That's the key. it might overshoot yeah. by twenty percent. Yeah. Um, also, then, if it's getting data from, not to go all media this, media that, like if it's taking its data from mm-hmm. media articles. Forecasts like, and, and expectations from all these big banks. Like every big bank put out a forecast on where they expect real estate to go. And so it's going to take all those in. Then it's going to see, okay, all the houses that sold the last four weeks have been 10% lower. Um, and so it's going to drop the estimates. And what's going to happen is all the realtors are going to be using that to create complete their CMAs or the realtors AI is going to be com- completing its market analysis based on that. So it's now it's going to reduce the price on those. Yeah. So now we're going to present to our clients a lower price for their homes. And there will be people who accept that because there's a lot of people who just like they don't look as their home as the, a money making tool. They just it's worth something at a certain point in time or I need to sell or whatever it may yeah. be. And then it just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's something that's going to happen like in two weeks. It's just going to happen. But there will be fluke scenarios that I think will cause a runaway. And it might not be real estate, though. It might be some other uh, item where the data gets utilized and is more heavily trusted. Yeah. And it'll cause, you know what I mean? Because I think we'll start, like you said, we even said it here earlier is eventually we're going to get to the point where we'd rather talk to AI. Because it'd be to the point, we get the answers we want, it's super fast, there's no bullshit. So then we're going to start to trust AI more than humans. Because humans lie and stuff, but AI doesn't. But when AI well, makes a mistake... AI doesn't, but like it, it, depending on... Who inputs the data. Who inputs the data. Exactly. Right? Like, it's, we have that's this, why I was interested to ask it a question about, say, communism, and see if... And, and, but they, that's a good example, because effectively what they'll be able to do is... Um, give definitions, but will not give much in the way of interpretation, right? So they may be able to give you data, but can they interpret the data? And let's be honest, like what we're doing, when you when you talk about investment in general, it's about risk and return, right? So, and yeah. it might be able to say, this is the level of risk or, or a possible couple outcomes. These are the possible um, returns, but someone then has to intervene and give some guidance of like, is that risk reward likely, so, or like, what 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 risk are you comfortable with, or where do we feel in this risk scheme? Do we fall because yeah, if that's the universal risk for a wide cross section of buyers, what do we bring to the table that maybe mitigates that risk and possibly raises the return, right? Like that's an individual thing. Um, so it, 
die. It'll still need interpretation, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I just asked uh, ChatGPT if it thinks AI can create positive feedback loops. It gave a very long-winded answer because it defines every main word. Um, but it says, yes, it is very possible for AI to create a positive feedback loop. And basically, that's an experiment for us. and Or sorry, it's an experience for the AI. And from that, it'll learn and improve. But I'm like... Well, if you accidentally positive feedback loop all the home values in an entire yeah, yeah. city and it causes people millions of dollars or billions of dollars of damage, the AI is like, well, I learned from this one. I'm going to do a little better. And it's, it's actually similar to what we're experiencing from all the economists at the BOC and in the federal governments that are trying to do this. They're like, look, we've had positive feedback loops or negative feedback loops in the past that have caused huge recessions. And we're trying to learn from those yeah. and soften the blow next time. Um, but uh, anyways, I, I thought that was just an interesting thing that ultimately I think we'll get to a point where we trust it so much that it might actually have a very negative out like kind of impact on what happens to us um yeah in I just, day-to-day lives. I think from a property management perspective it could be so good. And now is this a is this because of the current pain that you're feeling? <laughs> well I mean little case in point in the last couple of days I've had to deal with Halifax Water, insurance company uh, a single, like, small leaky pipe at a property, um, hot water tank not performing correctly, a number of questions about uh, rental property or, or, like, a rental application um, showing, like, just just a bunch of stuff. Um, and, yes, I do not have a full-time property manager. I understand that. But even for <laughs> one person trying to handle all of those, yep. if there was just a site, which I kind of want to get anyway, and I'm sure people have these sites, where tenants, they just go on and they fill out a feedback form that says, hey, I'm, this is my unit, this is my name, I'm having this issue, go. Right? One, I need to set that up, and, and I know a lot of big landlords have that system. But then to have someone there immediately taking action on that, like in the moment, because someone can fill out that form. If the person can't pick up the form on the other end, or the person picking up the form still has to make the same you know, 15 calls and have the same headache, then the form is just an organization thing. It's not an action thing. If an AI technology could take they don't, that Nobody has an action thing yet. Like, I don't think even a big landlord, when you submit that your pipe blew up, it's not like the computer then makes a call and arranges a plumber. I think it goes to a maintenance manager that then makes the call. Totally. And I'm just those saying... Those softwares like, are available. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say like, which one. No free ads. <laughs> but if you do, come on and tell us about it. Yeah. But the next step of it could be someone who says, thank you so much for your feedback. Really sorry that happened. Follow-up question, follow-up question, follow-up question. Um, That's available now. And automatically has been... A, a request has gone out to the inputted plumber that you know the landlord has already put into the database with the whole explanation of the issue, and then corresponds the plumber right back, okay, I can get there Thursday at 10 o'clock. Then the AI messages the tenant, Thursday at 10 o'clock, can you be available to let the plumber in? Yes, no. Like, all of that could just be taken care of. That would be amazing. Um, that I'm into. They have it for the most part, but the the tying in your plumber and stuff, so what happens is you're asking different industries <laughs> to do it as well, which I think it'll get there eventually. Um, but you can have it set up now where someone messages you says that you can have the automatic response go back they can answer whatever five questions that you want you can also have it automatically then text message to your plumber if you put the input code in there um and the plumber can receive their name number and the request if you want it in there like that's all available as we as we sit here now um yeah i'm just saying like the next the little bit extra level um where you know 
even the back and forth correspondence because you know yeah. as well as I do, it's the back and forth. Like, oh, well, that time doesn't work. Oh, they've got dogs home at the property. Can you do this time? Oh, can they leave a key here under the map? And you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. If there was just this little AI robot handling that all and summarizing, it's like, totally. this is the time. This is where the key is going to be. This is the issue. This is what you need to do when you're done. This is where the bill goes to. Like, it would just be so good. Um, I just pull up an article. I guess we'll have to talk about it on the next one as a follow up. But the article is titled "Becoming a Chatbot: My Life as a Real Estate AI's Human Backup." What? So basically, there she says it, it opens with, um, "I am was the human who stepped in to make sure a property chatbot didn't blow its cover. I was a person pretending to be a computer, pretending to be a person." Oh my God! We have to read that and get that. We'll get that update for you guys on the next one. Um, some hyper real. Her name was Candy. Simulations and simulations. It's a, it's a, it's a long, long article. Otherwise, I, I would... was a human pretending to be a computer, monitoring a computer, pretending to be a human. This is what I think Chandler is. Oh, man. Anybody else on the same page, please let me know. Uh, Chandler was a little sus this morning. His hair was all out of whack. I was a little razzled today. Um, it's been a tough anyways, morning. I think that's a high level of how we kind of see there's a ton of things. Obviously, AI can be involved in anything. Um, but we, we do believe, I do believe it's going to change the real estate world. Um, yeah. and I think at first it's going to be for the better. I, I think overall it'll be for the better. It's similar to what the internet has done. Um, and the instantaneous answers that we get with our phones, um, and everything, all the technologies that have come out. But I think there will be little bumps here and there that'll cause little spikes, whether it be hyper locally or across the board. I think more so maybe on the mortgage side, because there'll be so much data computation and it's immediately applicable to these things because it's more of a math based system. So it'll be like a for sure it's a better decision to do this and then you'll trust it. Yeah. Um, yes, they'll have a disclaimer. So like they're covering their ass, but people will be making decisions based on the fact that an AI bot has now been like, yo, take this mortgage. Yeah. Um, so I think that will blow be the big one to blow up uh, re, uh, off the hop. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what's your outlook? Do you think it's going to be a better thing, a bad thing? Um, do you think investors should be scared? Like, there's no more deals to be had? Or do you think it's going to prove no. to actually be, it's going to be a better system and, and investors will be able to be more discerning, get better deals, make more money? I think overall it's going to make the business harder. I think it is much harder now to get into real estate uh, as an investor, grow your business and become a big player than it was 50, 70 years ago. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think that's because of all the systems mm -hmm. and all the data sharing that we have in place. And I think this will elevate that and it'll make it even harder and it'll make the bar set higher. Yeah, the only thing I think it'll have a benefit to is that at the end of the day, so much of life is sales. Yeah. Right? Like no matter what you're doing, chances are you're trying to sell someone. If not a product, you're trying to sell them you or you're trying to sell them a service or something like that. And I think if you're if you look at it from that perspective, there's going to be really good opportunities through this technology. So as sad as it sounds, like maybe the deal comes from the fact that this bot has formed a genuine relationship with a seller that you never had. You're going to say your wife. <laughs> <laughs> this bot has formed a genuine relationship with a seller and then. You know, you can kind of take advantage of that situation. Yeah. Right? Like, look at how long it sometimes takes to nurture um, an off-market deal. <laughs> like, you yeah. have to... I mean, you sat at people's kitchen table, right? And that's the old sales thing. Like, you sit at the person's kitchen table and you close the deal there. For hours and hours. I still go to bars all the time to close deals. Yeah. And Not just because I have a drinking problem. You know, but that, that just speaks to the fact that there is a relationship component to it. If you could have this technology out there constantly prospecting... And then 
you know, have someone feel like they are building a relationship with you and you're not even engaged with it. It's just, but I don't, well, I don't know that people will be fooled because everyone will know that I this stuff is out there. Don't know, man. The technology is pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, and sometimes people just believe what they want to believe. I feel like there's going to have to be laws around it and it's going to have to be like, I am a robot. Like, it's, it's, it's. That's a good point. Because yeah. there's no way, because otherwise the deep fake world's going to get too intense and you're never going to know. <clears throat> You know what I mean? If you're opening up to a robot or if you're opening up to a person. And I think that's yeah. going on now, but it's not widespread enough yeah. that people are doing it. But I think in a lot of big companies, if they have little chat robots on their page, it always opens and says, hey, I'm a chat robot. And I don't yeah. think they're doing that to cover them. I think they're doing that because they legally have to disclose that a person is talking to a computer. Yeah. And I'm going to trade carefully here for a second because I'm going to digress a little bit. Um, Uh-oh. We, and we started off the hop joking around about this a bit. But there's so many people right now that, you know, are uh, such and such guru, such and such expert, whatever. Uh-oh. And you and I, this is why we started this podcast in, in large part. because Do you we consider kept, yourself an expert or a guru? Uh, I mean, I'm more of a life coach now. <laughs> <laughs> hardly. <laughs> hardly. Um, but, like, we, we started this podcast early on. People have been watching from the beginning because all the information we found out there was either super generic yeah. Right. Or, you know, specific to one area or completely just bullshit, like complete fake, not real content. Yeah. And so that's why we created th- this. And I look at some of these um, products that are available to be purchased or subscribed or whatever, and they all just regurgitate the exact same information. Yep. And my gosh, man, like this thing could create these courses that people sell for a lot of money very easily. Like, if you throw in that, like, what is the Burr model? I already Chances did. are... No, it didn't have an answer. It didn't. Don't worry. That was the first thing I asked. I was like, is this thing going to replace me this quickly? First thing I said, what is Burr? And it said, I don't... I'm not familiar with the B-R-R-R-R method. And I was like, okay. Yes. But I live for another day. Like, <laughs> it's going to be able to generate these things very, very quickly. It won't take long. The second they get um, hooked onto the internet, it's all over. Yeah. But even some of these things are already out there pre-2021. Oh, right? yeah. What are five things to consider when you're selling your home? Yeah. And it's going to start generating these things at such a high rate that people need to be very careful that the person they're talking to, whether or not they actually have any level of expertise. All right. If you've listened this far, I'm going to get into a digression of your digression that even the podcast could be eliminated because oh, it's going to get to the point you. where <laughs> it's, like, it's like movies now. When you watch a movie, they have figured out exactly what every person wants to see and they mean like it's if it's a long scene they always break it with a funny portion even if it's an action movie they show a certain amount of cgi a certain amount of uh, boob a certain amount of like whatever everyone wants to see muscles um explosives jumps all that every movie and i find every movie boils out to be the same stuff it's funny i'm like if the rock comes out of the side one more time in this random movie like i'm gonna lose my mind but then i see him i'm like god damn he's I'm muscular i love the rock <laughs> i'm so happy he's here and he's kind of funny um, but so every movie now, I feel like is a boiled out system. And for them, they literally have it all mathematically for- formulated that you need to have X amount of this, X amount of this. And at the box office, you'll do better. And they keep doing it and yeah. it keeps succeeding. And they'll do the same with stuff like podcasts where an AI will be able to figure out what people want to hear. Yeah, and just and they can chat about, chat, chat about the topic, but they can create the jokes, create the tones, play the music, do all the things that is ideal and what your brain gets stimulated by to hear. Yeah. Well, that's like we there's are already eliminated. a bunch of um, social media figures that are complete AI. 
Yeah. Right. Like they're yeah. just. Um, yeah. That that doesn't surprise digitally, me at all. Digitally designed accounts and people follow them. And sometimes, let's be honest, people fall in love with them. And people, this is part of the appeal of some of these virtual reality things. Feeling personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen who you follow. <laughs> I've seen your likes, Neil. Um, but like, there's that twisted element of it, too. People are going to re- replace human relationships with AI relationships in a metaverse and all this crap. Like, that's Welcome to the Masterpiece Podcast, where we spiral about what's going to happen in the future. And we feel very recent, like it's going to happen in the next two years. It probably will take well, 50, the 60 one years. You're the one who's big on to uh, the metaverse as it is. You combine metaverse with deep fake with AI technology. With a suit that you can wear and feel things. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just like thinking about it from the sales. And, like, this is one of those things where I, I was like, oh, man, that could make my life so much easier. So the number one thing Chandler as an investor is excited for is tenancy relations. Seriously, if I could outsource my tenancy relationships and even some, like, client, you know, um, like I was working on something now where we're trying to buy furniture from the seller. And you know what that's like. It's like, uh, we have this we list of houses. items. We don't sell used it's like, couches. how much do they want for that? Oh, well, we want these three things, but not that thing. Okay. Oh, well, what about this yeah. thing? Oh, we'll add that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I could have this AI person just handling all this for me, I would have saved me 20 texts. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that technology is going to be so, so great when it comes, you know, readily available. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm a little what bit you, sad. What are you most scared for? The slow erosion of our own actual knowledge and capabilities. Because I always had this concern where, oh my, like, because of Wikipedia and the internet, you don't actually need to know anything. Right. Like, you can just Google it. And you're a guru. When I was teaching, you know, I would have to beg my kids to not just Google the answer. Because we would read the short story on occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. And, like, I promise, like, we will understand everything about the story together through time like but let's try try on your own bring your own thoughts to this and the temptation for them to just google it is is, is very so high. so high i don't want to cut you off but our producer has on a ski mask and a nerf gun pointed out that's a balaclava and i am slightly concerned but we can't end it because of this i want to say what i'm most excited for and what i'm concerned for um and i would say most excited for the fact that i think there'll be even crazier deals off market and I think it'll lend itself to an industry of people that don't use the AI and the computer stuff. Um, so yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm most scared for what I mentioned is the positive and negative feedback loops where it feeds itself and everything explodes. And it's just like, oh, we push mortgages up to this or we drilled prices down to that. Um, and it'd be like, ooh, it was a, it was a learning experience. And yeah. now we're going to do better next time. And I'm like, yeah. shit, like this computer has full control over my financial stability, yeah. which already is kind of the case, to be honest. Um, but it's even more so, I think, out of this. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you guys think. Yeah. I would love to hear what you guys, if you guys have used anything with AI, uh, kind of similar to what Chandler mentioned, any of the softwares that automatically respond or are dispatching your contractors already, uh, I'm starting to use a little bit of it. Uh, and if you have a software or a company and you want to come on and chat, we would love that. Um, and then, yeah, just comment. Let us know what you're most afraid for. Or maybe you have some questions, and we will definitely answer them on the next pod. Or and if you will give be us, us what you're most afraid for, we'll, S- we'll read them out. Send us a question, and you won't know if it's us responding or not. <laughs> I'm going to start all of these YouTube co- questions now. I'm just going to throw it into this thing and just see what it says yeah. and then <laughs> post it back. 
There we go. It's already working. We're already taking advantage Done. of it. So, yeah, if you have a question for us, just go on openai.com, and you can type it in there, and then it'll answer on our behalf. Yeah, that's right. All right, thanks for listening, thanks guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much for watching the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, press like. Don't forget to subscribe. But also check us out on Instagram and TikTok. You can find all the links below. Thanks again for checking us out.